full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Yeah. I created you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Happy Friday. I love Friday podcast, TGIF, especially before a long Labor Day weekend. So welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as PAYS or P-A-Y-S, where we're honored to introduce to you, the audience, an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016, 53 years old. I've been blessed over those years to meet some incredible people of service and excited to share uh, one with our audience today. So each episode, we're joined live and in person here at the Palatial Global Headquarters, Greg, of uh, People at Your Service in Norwood, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Studio. And that's in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, uh, Peg Ainge, and, and Greg in my life. Peg and, and Grandma's in general have been just incredible people of service. Peg, as Grandma to my kids, was just uh, just a wonderful uh, just, um, uh, just so servant hearted. My mom, uh, as grandma to my kids, uh, just so meaningful. And, and then certainly my grandma's in, in my life. And so we, we just love to meet people here, especially on a beautiful Friday, sunny day with the sun coming in here just to do that. So, uh, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So on the couch today, we've got Greg Harrell with us and, and, uh, Greg, as we talked about off air, the podcast has six segments. We'll keep it to five or, or so minutes uh, or less on each of those. So I'll kind of keep us moving. We'll do an intro. We'll do a personal service that's been meaningful to you, getting to know you a little bit, uh, kind of talking about you in 2022 and really 2023 with that on the horizon of kind of what that looks like. And we'll roll the dice and then we'll uh, do our podcast goodbyes here. So you feeling good? Feeling great. Yeah, yeah. You got your coffee, so you're caffeinated. You're ready. It's Friday. It's TGIF. You so. weren't kidding. It's a beautiful day outside. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you again for having me. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have you here. So I'm going to yield the microphone to you, so let you introduce yourself to the audience here. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve. Uh, my name is Greg Harrell. Uh, been in Cincinnati for about 16 years now. Yeah, so, nice. Uh, originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, so still there you go. Got a lot of family up there. Um and that's where I'm heading uh, later today. So my folks are up there. They're in transition. I think we talked a little bit about they're moving to a senior kind of community, if you will. So moving out of the house that we've been in for 40 years. And uh, so I'm I'm Cleveland bound here this well, afternoon. Well, there you go. There you go. So um, a little bit more about me just yes. personally. Uh, I'm married. Um, live over in Oakley. Yeah. So my wife, uh, Kimmy, we've been married for eight years now. Wow. Um, we have that's... a th three-year-old son, Wyatt. Uh, yeah. At home, he is a wild man. Uh, the teachers say that he's a busy boy, which <laughs> I think is a friendly way to say that uh, he's active. That he's, he's an active little man. So, uh, so yeah. So we're we're over in Oakley. Uh, yeah. We love it here in Cincinnati. Uh, my wife is a two-time uh, UC nursing graduate, 
And so, uh, so she's been here and yeah. has been kind enough to adopt me into yeah. the Cincinnati family with so many other people in this, in this community yeah. that, that I've grown to love. What, what brought you to Cincinnati? Um, in 2006, September of 06, and I know we're, we're close to the campus at Xavier University right now, and it's ironic because I was hired by UC Athletics in 2006 to be a ticket sales representative okay. as they entered the Big East. Okay. And yeah. so now things have changed and altered a little bit in the world of college athletics, <laughs> as we all know. But, uh, but yeah, so in 2006, I came down here originally, worked most of my um, career within UC athletics over in the Lindner College of Business at UC as an adjunct instructor, yeah. um, and then spent some time with FC Cincinnati and now with the UC Office of Innovation. So you see a theme there. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Spent a lot of time uh, over on campus in Clifton. So so uh, so UC is uh, you know for our, our our national audience, University of Cincinnati is certainly is super prevalent uh, university here in town. How big is it? I don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but how many how many students does UC have now? Do you well, know? yeah, UC just announced that they have crossed forty eight thousand wow. students. So Incredible. certainly a large larger university than. And most people believe when I have that initial conversation with yeah. them about what's happening here right. and at the Cincinnati Innovation District. But yeah, crossing 48,000 and wow. growing. Unbelievable. And now entering the Big 12. And so that dynamic's shifting, but there's a lot of positive momentum yeah. uh, on campus and, and here in the community. So so uh, tell us a little bit about the FC Cincinnati stint that you had. And, and again, for the audience, if you don't follow that, that has been an enormous kind of shot in the arm for the community of Cincinnati to have now a professional soccer team here. They, they played for a number of years on UC's campus, and then they built a beautiful stadium over in the West End. But can you share a little bit about that and just the gen- Genesis story there and things? Yeah, one of my very best friends uh, here in town and, and former boss, uh, Jeff Smith, uh, was kind enough to reach out to me as FC Cincinnati was in their very early stages, uh, growing rapidly back in 2016 and uh, I saw it as an opportunity to join this startup that just happened to be in professional sports (laughs) and soccer and the community backing and the the different supporter groups in this town uh, civic minded coming together to build a a new professional sports team from nothing Mm. uh, was so inspirational and I mean looking back at it it was an absolutely wild ride Uh, we played the first four seasons over on campus at Nippert Stadium at UC. So there was a natural fit there with my background. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think FCC, if if I'm doing my math correctly, is in their sixth season now or seventh season. And um, certainly the the stadium is something to be proud of. Uh, But that that team and that group and the community relations team and the the impact that they have here in the city uh, was something – I'll never forget, and I'm yeah. very thankful for that experience. I'll put you on the spot for a minute. I hope I, I, I hope I'm not doing you a disservice. So, <laughs> but but is there any one story that, as you were kind of part of that and you watched that uh, grow, is there anything that kind of jumps to mind that you recall that you're like, man, this was a tipping point, or this was a uh, just a really memorable kind of moment here? Well, on the field, I mean, most people would would go back to the Open Cup run in 2017 when over 30,000 people were coming to matches, yeah. uh, some of the later rounds were on ESPN and bringing national attention to what was being built here. But I even go back further. I mean, I go back into the first season. We played Crystal Palace uh, from the Premier League. 
uh, in, I think it was in July of 2016, and just the energy and the environment behind that match, uh, that was a, a lot of us looked around and uh, we couldn't believe what we were witnessing. Uh, Crystal Palace left and they were like, what the heck was that? I mean, we <laughs> we came here to play a, a friendly, a, a basically an exhibition match, yeah. uh, and it was a sold out, incredible crowd. And so I look back into those early days and then from a business side, I mean, some of my first days I walked in and, and in the ticket area at the time, uh, you know, Josh Daly, Walker Tice, Jeff Smith were already set up and they had a big board uh, that was in the office at the time and it had thumbtacks in it. And it was because when they did the original seat selection and season ticket sales for FCC, they didn't have a ticket system mm. in place. And so they were building it on a manifest that was on a big board in the office <laughs> and pulling and putting in thumbtacks <laughs> as people made their seat selection. That's, a that's, a, that's great. And I think that's just, that's what's cool about looking back at yeah, that experience. I mean, yeah. Those guys got it off the ground. Uh, there were so many good people there early on that were yeah. working incredibly long hours and uh, yeah, just an awesome experience. Well, so as we pivot into talking about a person or people of service that have been meaningful in your life, I, and, and I want you to kind of talk about whatever you want to talk about with that, but but I'll, I will ask you, though, uh, you know, kind of sports as a service, right? I mean, you know, like the way that that, that startup, and I was certainly on the outside. I'm not a big soccer guy. You know, I was the casual fan. But the way that just that whole thing galvanized the community – and served the community, brought the community together, rallied together, you know, you were much more on the inside. I mean, that had to be an incredible kind of just riding the wave and that experience and the way that that served this community. It was really cool. I mean, and that's, that's what, when I would see Jeff Birding speak, um, who really got the club rolling from the very beginning, you know, I would see him speak in community forums and it was always that's what's wonderful about sports mm. is that no matter what our beliefs are, yeah. uh, no matter what we do on the weekends, no matter what we where we work, sports has this ability to bring people together in a way that not many things can yeah. right now. Right, and so that's right. No, that's, that's what you look point. at. You look into yeah. our audience and you see young and old and families and uh, just the diversity and in the inclusion aspect of soccer in mm. particular. Yeah, like look at the FCC roster. I mean, all these different countries represented. And uh, the locker room, I think, is kind of a smaller version of what it does for the community. So, absolutely. I yeah. mean, there was something special about that. No, that's really cool. And 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 then, you know, we take about what, what the, the Bearcats did in football last year and the, the how fun that has been. And you've been kind of around that a little bit, obviously. And then what uh, the Bengals did for the community. I mean, just it, it's, it, it has been a fun sports ride here in, in the city of Cincinnati for, for that and just the way that that's impacted the community. So... Uh, so you've you've been kind of around that. So so let's talk a little bit about a person of service or people of service that have been meaningful in your life. You know that that have been impactful. Maybe that you modeled off of. Anybody come to mind? <laughs> well, I mean, it almost is too easy to answer that. My, I mean, my mom yeah. and my dad are the first two people that sure. come to my mind. Sure. I mean, to grow up in a household where uh, people build into you and. Now that I'm a parent, I mean, I think there is a stage in life, at least for me, where you don't really appreciate and understand sure. Absolutely. Like, what it's like to to raise somebody. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm not... The responsibility of raising... Uh, yes, it's, exactly. it's, it's absolutely fascinating yeah. to actually be going through it for the first time right now. And so, you know, I think of all... The, I was one of three boys. I'm the oldest of three. And all of the travel baseball games alone. Yeah. And looking behind home plate... 
guess who was there? My yeah. mom was always there. Yeah. Uh-huh. My, my grandparents were always there. Yeah. My dad was always coaching, you know? And so when I think of service, you know, I think of like in, in this case is like setting people up for a lifetime of service themselves. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's what my experience was growing up. So I good. feel very fortunate. And now I have to kind of live up to that and do that same thing with, with my son, Wyatt. So. Yeah, no, that's great. It's it, and, and you do realize now what a tremendous like responsibility, obligation, challenge, uh, um, scary, right? <laughs> it can be like, man, I might mess this up. I mean, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, right? you, you so. mentioned my coffee, and I was like, that, that's the first thing I'm running to in the morning. Yeah. I mean, because those uh, mornings come early, my... Our three-year-old, he 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 loves waking up at about five five thirty a.m. right now, and yeah. he wants to get his uh, his day rolling. So yeah. yeah. What about um? So so I, I I love the parents thing, and it's always great when you see uh, when somebody says that and the authenticity that comes from that, and and how important that is. What, what about outside of your folks? Is there anybody? That comes to mind, um, you know, you've been a sports guy, uh, you know, so is there anybody from a sports standpoint that kind of pulled you that way or that you've seen kind of using sports as a service? I mean, we talked, we just talked a little bit about that, but anything kind of come to mind that way? I mean, yeah, I, I guess to use FCC as an example, I mean, you, I think of somebody like Omar Cummings, mm-hmm. he comes to mind. I mean, since we're, we're talking about sports specific examples, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, played at a very high level. He played at UC, uh, but then played at a very high level professionally, came back to play for FCC, and then has spent the last probably four or five years out at community events, basically on a daily basis, building into kids around Cincinnati. Um, You know, our our community group uh, and Kate Solomon and and that team, they they started the West End Pride, which is an organization Mm. for youth soccer. Yeah. Uh, in the West End and in yeah. the neighborhood where our stadium is, and to give kids the ability to learn the game, play the game, uh, learn teamwork, and compete, um, those are some of the things when it come when I think of service in pro sports and and service in general, and some of the positions that I've been in yeah. that are are pretty cool to watch um, uh, up close and, yeah. and see how much and how hard those people work. You know, I hate to say, I mean, I, I think sometimes athletes, you know, the, people can see the glass is half full or they can see it as half empty. And I think sometimes, unfortunately, I don't know, maybe this age of just media and sensationalism or whatever, you know, there's there's this, the, the seedy side of mm-hmm. sports, the bad things, the athletes that have fallen from grace, of course, the Tiger Woods, the whatever, right? And, and but there's so much good, like you were just talking about with Omar. There's so much good that is done that, that does get publicity, of course, as well. Um, but but speak to that for a minute. I mean, just you know, like we were talking about with Omar and things. I mean, in, in the West End, and for those you know that are not familiar with that, maybe you can speak to the community that you know where the stadium has gone and just kind of how that all went because you know they really brought this you know un- unbelievable kind of machine, mm-hmm. you know, for better or for worse, I guess, you know, in this kind of neighborhood and things. I'd, I'd love to just get your thoughts or insight on that here. So. Yeah, I mean, the community, um, there was certainly an awareness that, that FCC wanted to be a positive influence in, in the neighborhood and in yeah. the city. And right. so uh, going through the process, you know, I wasn't deeply involved in it. I, I, I have to say that. Uh, but going through the process, I mean, having a, a stadium, 
within the urban core was a very important thing for the league. Right. And so, um, and it's because of that connection to the city that I think the league was evolving in at that time. And so as the stadium was being built um, and, and, you know, there was more activity down there, um, naturally finding tie-ins to, to build into different nonprofit groups, um, different, you know, youth sports c- groups, whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, there was a community benefits agreement that was part of that move. And yeah. so, again, I wasn't intimately involved in that sure. process, but I can tell you that uh, from day one, our staff was focused and committed on making sure that we were being good neighbors. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, being, I think, just yeah, good neighbors, good stewards, good, I mean, the, the old kind of with great power comes great responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a brand and people are looking up to, and, and so there's, there's so much opportunity there. So you've uh, so let's talk about your your day job now. You've evolved a little bit, uh, kind of outside of or beyond sports. So tell a little bit about what you're doing uh, uh, now that you're back with the University of Cincinnati. Yes, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm in the office of innovation at the University of Cincinnati uh, as the director of partner success. Yeah. And so I work with a lot of companies and individuals that are interested in uh, being part of the ecosystem. Yeah over in what is now the Cincinnati Innovation District. Mm. Uh, We're getting ready to have the grand opening for the two new buildings, which are called Digital Futures, uh, here on Friday, September 23rd, so just a few weeks away. And this is a multidisciplinary uh, lab uh, that the university is investing in, uh, where there's going to be a number of different labs uh, focused on anything from uh, advanced air mobility to uh, cybersecurity to human performance, a number of different things that'll be taking place in there. There's an open house on the 23rd. So if you are local and listening, uh, it's a community celebration from 1130 AM to 4 PM. We would love to have you out. There'll be food trucks and and it really will be a party. What, what, what is advanced air mobility? That, uh, sounds little beyond me, but what is that? Uh, I, the easiest way that I describe it, and I'm still learning myself, you know, again, I came out of sports and entertainment, but uh, I would say that it's the future, the future, it's looking at the future of transportation and wow. doing things differently. Um, there's a uh, drone high bay yeah. uh, uh, as you walk into the facility right? Uh, where they're, they're going to be doing uh, v- various testing on drones and uh, research there. So there's just a lot of good energy and a lot of really, really smart people making an impact uh, in that space. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so September September 23rd is that. Yeah. Uh, but in my role on a daily basis, I'm looking and my team is really looking to connect uh, companies in one of four areas. I mean, we really look at talent development, so talent pipeline, talent retention mm. uh, for companies. We're looking at research and projects. Uh, we're looking at upskilling and reskilling existing workforces. Yeah. And then finally, it's the CID community is what, really what brings it together. Uh, there are a number of great companies that are co-located in the 1819 Innovation Lab. And those companies coming together uh, to solve problems and doing it in very creative ways. Mm. So you were kind enough to uh, uh, recently show me around the... The, uh, the facilities, incredible, really just, I mean, the state-of-the-art uh, stuff and to see the, uh, the energy, to feel the energy and all of the excitement and the things that are going on there, you know, the state-of-the-art gaming you know, system that you have there for students to be able to participate in that and just uh, so many great things. Would you mind just sharing how that all came to be um, here in Cincinnati? Because I think it's uh, you're really leading the way in the state and maybe in the, the region and beyond here. Yeah, I mean, the project... 
I mean, I, the history of 1819 is probably easiest to, to lay out. I mean, this was a building that it's an old Sears building from the 1920s. Uh, it's on Reading Road if you're in the area and maybe you've even drove past it. Uh, but the university uh, acquired it in the early 1980s. And then uh, a lot of the work, a lot of the rehab work started in 2018, and that's mm. when the first tenants moved in. Uh, but over the course of, of those years, uh, and then pre-COVID, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, the first tenants started moving in, and now we're at capacity in the 1819 building itself. And you right. referenced, yeah. um, again, for the listeners, uh, there's there's three distinct areas in there that are growing and, and really drawing uh, interest from students, faculty, staff, and the community. Um, the eSports Lab, uh, which was referenced, yeah. uh, it's brand new. It just yeah. opened a few weeks ago. They had over 400 students wow. uh, check into that uh, lab space in the first few days of its operation. Uh, there's a 12,000-square-foot maker space with membership options available for members of the community. Mm. Uh, and, then there, and then the third one I talk about is the Venture Lab, which is where – startups come to life. It's a, it's a place where you can go to the website really. And, uh, you can submit an idea that you might've had for a business, go through a seven to eight week boot camp, And then at the end of it, you present your idea, uh, to an audience of individuals, uh, kind of like shark tank. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they're getting ready to enter their 20th cohort over the last several years. Wow. And that team does a fantastic job. So oh, awesome. those are the three different areas where we see a lot of activity on a, on a daily basis yeah. and a mix of students, faculty, and staff. So let's talk a little bit about you in, uh, in 2022. Now I've got to update this question as we're rounding uh, <laughs> third in 2022 and, and heading into 2023. But um, we would love to hear a little bit about you, whether it's uh, we can continue to kind of talk about some of the things that are happening from a great career standpoint and from the innovation standpoint, which is really exciting, or anything else that's kind of on your, your heart as you're Kind of, uh, how do you finish strong this year and prepare for 2023? <laughs> well, I mean, the big thing for me and my family is we're expecting our second child yeah, um, in, in November, and so and, and a lot of uh, friends that I think very highly of have that have uh, more than one have said one to two is a big jump. Get ready, uh, yeah. but it's a lot of fun too. So, yeah. um, my son's at a, at an age uh, where he understands, and so that's a lot of fun to, yeah. to talk with him about as well. So. From a family dynamic, um, there's a, there's a lot uh, that we're preparing for sure, there, happened, right? and, and again, that I think that does impact, you know, your your day to day from a professional yeah. standpoint as well. But Absolutely. Uh, but we've got a really supportive group over at UC, so mm. that, that's that's certainly a a, a major benefit. Um, and your wife works outside the home, I think you said, right? So what, what does she do? Yeah, she works over at MedPace okay. uh, and absolutely loves it. And yeah. so she's a nurse practitioner in nephrology. Right. And so we are fortunate being in Oakley, being very close to um, to where she works. Yeah. And they have a hybrid model and, and it seems like they've had a, a lot of success kind of managing that uh, post COVID yeah. uh, transition for a lot of companies. Yeah. Well, well, well running a family of any size, one child, two children, three, five, whatever it is, requires a lot of teamwork, mm -hmm. a lot of <laughs> servant heartedness, if you will. Right. I mean, you know, you've been an adjunct professor in, in, in the past and you were kind of sharing with me off air about how, you know, part of what you did to serve and kind of serve your family was, hey, I had to kind of put pause on that, I guess, right? And there's sacrifice that comes with, you know, family and children and things. Talk a little bit about that for a minute. 
Yeah, we did talk about that. And I think for me, one of the things that I'm trying to learn as I get a little bit older is it's okay to, to pause things or say no mm. um, and prioritize things. Right. It's something that I've really struggled with. I, I One of my five strengths, I guess you could say, in Strengths Finder yeah. is, is an includer. Yeah. And like, I want to be a part of everything and I want people to be a part of everything <laughs> that I'm FOMO. doing. Yeah. And, and, and I do, I, I love being in community and I, I, I hate missing out on things. Right. And so, uh, I really, really enjoy being in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of former students that are going on to do great things that I just, I'm so proud to have a have had a chance to just interact with them over the course of a semester. It's yeah. just so fun uh, to see them, you know, kind of go through the UC uh, process and then go out and do great things in the world. And uh, yeah, so I think I'm definitely missing it, and I will miss it. But to your point, it's yeah. it's uh, you have to prioritize uh, things and and making sure the family's first. Yeah, yeah, and there's seasons, right? I mean, as a uh, you, you're uh, considerably younger than I am. As a 53 year old guy, I'll just share with you. I mean, I think you go through those seasons, right? And you, you, you having the maturity and the wisdom to say, "Man, I can't do everything and really serve my family well in the way that I want to serve them." I think is kind of what I heard from you when you said, "Because like you enjoy being a professor, you're a good professor, right? And you enjoy doing that, but." But man, I can't serve my wife, and I can't serve my son, and my future boy, girl. Do you know? Uh, we're gonna be surprised again surprised. for the second okay, time. Gotcha. For the second time, surprises. <laughs> so you, so you don't. Know, but you know, I think having the wisdom and frankly the courage to, especially when you're a community guy, you're an active guy, you're an inclusive guy, you're a, you know, uh, to, to have that ability to say, man, I gotta kind of say no to something. Right? Is not always an easy task. Here, so. Absolutely. Definitely something I'm still trying to learn yeah. uh, as the years go on. Well, wise will help you remember that here. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that that happens. All right, my friend, well, look, uh, roll the dice that are in front of you there, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, a, a question here. So what? I got a six and a three. Six and a three. That would be a nine here. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> here we go. So uh, number nine. So um, uh, give us a little humble brag. Uh, I know you don't like uh, to do that. Uh, I, I know most people, when I say this, don't like to do this. But, uh, you know, what, what's a blessing that you're proud of that we can celebrate with you? Oh, man. I do not like doing this. <laughs> um, I'll just say that I like to wake up every day and be a positive influence uh, in the office, in the community. I just try to bring a really positive attitude to every day. Mm. And I guess that's a humble brag. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's probably a very easy way out, but I just love people. Yeah. And I just love trying my best to bring uh, just a positive mentality to every conversation. And it's authentic, and I hope people don't think it's not authentic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it is authentic. I've seen that just in that we don't know each other that well. I haven't known each other for that long, but I've seen that just in our interactions where you've been trying to help me kind of maneuver through the the big machine that's University mm -hmm. of Cincinnati, right? 48,000 students, and and it's not easy for a little teeny tiny company of people at your service to try to, you know, kind of make a meaningful connection there, and you've been great about uh, working to, on my behalf to, to try to do that, and so I'm grateful for that. And, and uh, you know, I, I am sure, 
and, and maybe you can share a story or, or two about some of the students that you've worked with along the way and just the impact that you've had. I know we were talking off air about you still keep in contact with some of them. And I think that's, you know, as a, as a teacher, as a professor, as a coworker, as a, you know, you have this opportunity to be really impactful in people's lives, right? I mean, to have that meaningful time, whether you're teaching an evening class or whatever that is, anything come to mind from that standpoint? Yeah, I mean, very recently, ironically, earlier this week, I took my son to a Reds game, and I saw one of my former uh, students, Maria, um, and she was she's in ticket sales now for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're in the region, uh, please call the Cincinnati Reds and buy some tickets from Maria. <laughs> there, I'll give her a plug. Yeah, but that's the go. kind of person that comes to mind. Mm. You know, I've been very fortunate in my classes. I feel like that, like for for a vast majority of the students, uh, you know, they're they're there every class they're actively participating in conversations people like that come to mind that I just enjoy being around and enjoy having those conversations with so uh, so that's one and then you know I mentioned Josh Staley earlier but I think it's a really cool story I'll tell the very brief version Uh, he was in my class in 2015 as FC Cincinnati was starting Uh, FC Cincinnati was having their jersey reveal party Mm. at Nippert Stadium and I told my class and I said Hey, this is a brand new soccer team at that time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're very early stages. They're looking for volunteers to help people that were parking and helping give them directions to the uh, to, to the club level um, in Nippert Stadium. And I'll just never forget. You know, I had some students that volunteered, went down there, had a great attitude. It was awesome. But Josh kind of went above and beyond, and he had a suit on. Um, he was at the elevator space and yeah. so he was getting a chance to welcome, you know, all these owners and, and different influential people that were helping start FC Cincinnati. Right. And he got people's attention that night and he ended up becoming one of the first hires for FCC. Wow. And so those are the kind of stories that are fun to look back at and reflect on. Um, but there's a number of different students, and I'm selling them short well, right you now. Know, that but, but it's interesting you say that because um, I've got an opportunity coming up next week to get in front of a number of young professionals through this YP at Work on Purpose organization. And actually networking is part of the topic of conversation that we're going to be talking about. But what you just said – I'm going to steal because that's really meaningful, right? So so Josh, right, was mm-hmm. his name. I mean, so Josh shows up in a suit, right? I mean, stepping out of a comfort zone for any, you know, kid, student, right? I mean, a lot of students don't even have a suit, you know, so he, so he suits up, mm-hmm. right? He shows up and he, you know, makes a, a presence and takes advantage of this volunteer opportunity and makes the most of it ultimately parlays that into an opportunity, a career opportunity, and now he's off to the races, right? And I think just, you know, you're kind of connecting him to be able to do that, and then him kind of taking that, you know, you give him a, a platform or the ignition point, and then he kind of leans in to be able to do that. And now you can share that story, right, with others, and and, and that's, that's what a meaningful way to kind of spread that so that people can kind of learn about, man, this opportunity, you, you never know what might happen that can launch a career, you know, the, the, the seeds that you plant, right? So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that. Thanks for, I, I think just, just, uh, just you know, modeling that whether I, I just think the, the chance that you've had now as a, as a, as a dad, as a husband, as a, as a teacher, professor, right. Being around the, the world of sports and athletics, 
I'm quite sure you're going to coach along the way. If I'm guessing uh, that, that you'll be involved in that uh, in your future, I'm, I'm I'm sure. And the impact that you have with that is is really meaningful. So, uh, you know, those are the things that to me are just make you a great person of service when you're out kind of in that community and in, and just kind of modeling that, right? So I, I'll just say, yeah, I'll just say that you know, in Cincinnati, one of the things that I love about this city is that people in this community are just fiercely proud of Cincinnati. And, you know, some of my friends, you know, they got the group called the Republic of Cincinnati. It's one of the UC tailgating groups. And I do feel that in Cincinnati. And it's one of the things that I've grown to love and appreciate. You know, when I moved down here, I got the whole jokes. I was going to say, what high school school did you go to? And I I went through that whole thing. And, um, but what I've learned to love and appreciate is, is the unique neighborhoods, but all these neighborhoods coming together and, and every like people love this place yeah. and they're all interconnected. And, uh, I think that's why Cincinnati, I think has a really great future, yeah, um, awesome. is because, uh, there's a lot of people that want this city to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. We, we I was just at a thing uh, yesterday where we were talking about blink, right? Blink coming up mm-hmm. here in October and just how the community really rallies around that. And, and I, I think they said it was one of the two or three largest uh, gatherings of um, uh, like just kind of street art and murals and lights and all this kind of wonderful things in the world. I mean, it's just this incredible thing mm-hmm. that, you know, like FC Cincinnati, the city rallies around Blink and just the kind of the artistic community that comes in here. And I think a lot of people outside of Cincinnati don't know these things that are happening. And so, uh, really is a fun place and we're both Cleveland guys. So I guess our Cleveland heritage, you know, people are going to be unhappy with us there that, that now we've kind of turned code and we, we've become these uh, Cincinnatians here. So Greg, if, if people want to get hold of you, you talked about the big event that you guys have coming up on the 23rd. Uh, they want to learn more about that or they want to just connect with you to learn more about kind of what it is that you're doing or just anything along those lines. What's the best way to do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn obviously in the different platforms, but uh, if you're looking to directly connect with me, uh, email is probably best. Okay. It's at Greg G R E G dot Harrell H A R R E L L at uc.edu. And uh, like I said, we would love to have as many people out as sure. possible on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really great day. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thanks for uh, that. Uh, I, I'm, it's on my calendar, so I look forward to being there and I would love to see that just be just an incredible success for you, for the university, for the community, for the city, certainly. And, and uh, thanks for all that you're doing and thanks for coming and spending some time with us oh. on Grandma's Comfy Couch. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, and hopefully we get to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, we'll have a safe and, and wonderful Labor Day uh, weekend. Thanks for being here. You too. Yeah.